Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brand Your Practice podcast, where you get to learn about launching, growing, and scaling your private practice. I'm Brent Stutzman, and today we're going to be talking about hiring the right clinicians and talent for your private practice. And to help me do that is Dr. Jamie Shire. Now, he's no stranger to this podcast. Uh, he is a physical therapist, former private practice owner, author of The Practice Freedom Method, and founder of Practice Freedom U a company solely focused on helping physical therapists build highly profitable practices while living a life they deserve. He has helped hundreds of private practice owners successfully grow their businesses, achieving financial prosperity and freedom, despite today's unpredictable and ever-changing time. Welcome back to the show, Jamie. Really good, to, really great to have you. Hey, thank you so much, Brent. Appreciate you be, uh, being back on. So we're going to talk about hiring uh, and hiring the right people, the right talent for your practice. But I, I wanted to toss it over to you. Why is this topic really important today? Well, here's the thing. You have 72 million baby boomers retiring. And this is reducing the workforce by 30 something million. I think my generation, Generation X is, is like 40 something million. So you have the entire labor force shorting. You don't have many more schools and you don't have many more people you know, being licensed professionals. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So you have less people in the workforce. You have so many people that need our, our services and less people to provide it. So this isn't a problem that's just happening now. This is a problem that's going to continue to happen, which is why I think it's just a huge topic of um, because without good people, you cannot grow your business. It's, it's all on you if you don't. So uh, that's why uh, I thought this would be a really great topic for, uh, to talk about today. Yeah, because some people, you know, they want to stay a solo practitioner, right? They don't want a group practice, which is which is fine. But eventually they might want to hire some extra support or grow into a group practice. So why don't you kind of walk us through, um, walk us through kind of what you, how you coach other practice owners on the hiring process and to find that right talent, the right fit. Well, first of all, I think we have to step out of the weeds and you said a word that's huge that I think sometimes when you're overwhelmed, stressed, inundated with a million things, you know, you're, you're working with clients, you're, you're doing the billing and the financials, you're trying to do some marketing and all these things, um, you tend to be very reactive when it comes to hiring. And when we are reactive, when we are highly emotionally charged people, we tend to move things very quickly because we just wanna get it done. So the opportune word that you said was the word process. We need to have a process in which hiring. Most of us, me included, um, we, we hire based on reaction because, oh my God, I have too many clients and I need to get someone in here ASAP. Or, oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so just left. I need to find someone. And it becomes the speed of hiring versus, you know what? It'll cost you a lot more if you hire the wrong person. So having some type of process, I like to break down that into, there should be a recruiting process, right? There should be an interview phase, and then there should be a hiring and onboarding phase. And then the final process should be a training phase. When you look at hiring in all four phases, it will slow you down. I mean, you can move through that pretty quickly, but it will slow you down so you don't make the bad hires, which I'm sure we've all made those hires before. 
So yeah, that would be the first point that I would certainly say. Yeah. So let's talk about that on the recruiting. So it sounds like there's kind of four parts and maybe we can move through them. Uh, you know, I, I tell my clients, I said, look, recruiting is really marketing. You know, you have your, your marketing for uh, to get clients into your practice, but it's also you have to market to those who you want to recruit to your practice. Uh, so, yeah. So let's jump off and share some ideas around the whole idea of the recruiting process. Yeah, so I, I love that perspective around uh, marketing, and 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 most of us are not naturally good marketers unless we've taken courses and classes from people like yourself. Um, but we have to look at it from who is our ideal uh, candidate, like who is that ideal person. Um, I used to joke around. Uh, I wrote in my book, The Practice Freedom Method. I would say, you know, when I used to hire, I would look for someone with a license and a pulse, and the pulse was optional. I mean, I didn't care. As long as they had a license that could see, see people and bill, that's all that mattered. Well, that mentality cost me a fortune uh, because I would continually hire the wrong people. So just like we do in marketing, which I'm sure you do with your people, it's really being clear, what are the traits? What are the characteristics that you want in this person, in your ideal uh, candidate? Um, another great saying is hire for traits, train for skill. And what that means is you can teach skill. All of us that are clinicians went to school, did continuing education, continue to do that. Anyone can do that, right? Anyone can learn. But what you mm -hmm. can't teach is does someone believe in showing up on time, right? Does someone believe and share in the values that are most important to you? So if someone shows up a little bit late, are they going to be like, sorry, you only have 45 minutes now instead of 15, or are they going to work with the client because they just believe in doing what's best for them? The mistake I made, uh, I made a lot of them, but another mistake I made was thinking that everyone thinks and acts like I do. Everyone just does things like I would do them. And Brent, as you know, they don't think and act like you. So as the business owner, right. as the practice owner, we have to be very clear in what's important to us and what's important to the position that you're hiring. Because if you're looking at, let's say, let's say a, a, a front desk person, someone that kind of answers the phones, takes the money, it's your forward facing person. If that person isn't really a people person, and I've met many front desk, many that are not people person, you are setting them up for failure and you're setting yourself up or failure. Uh, so being clear about what are the traits, what are the characteristics, what are the basic skills, right? The more skills someone has, the more you are going to pay. So we want someone that has the basic level skills that they need. Let's say you're looking for a clinician. Well, they need to have a license, of course, but do they need to have 13 certifications? Because that person is going to ask for a heck of a lot more money and you may not get that money back if your rates are kind of capped. So yeah. taking the time to go through that is critical. Because once you do, once you get clear on who this person is, this avatar, if you will, you then can start asking the question, what are the key things that this person wants? I'm sure one of the things you teach in marketing is meet people where they are. 
right? Mm -hmm. Join the conversation that people are already having in their mind. What that means is your candidate out there has problems. They have concerns, they have fears, they have worries. What are they? Mm -hmm. Because the more I can speak to them, the more they're gonna take interest in listening. If I just speak to a generic person, not to someone specific, then my job ad is gonna not really do anything more than anybody else's job ad. But if I can somehow grab their attention around something that's important to them, let's say it's a new grad, you know, just graduated and you're excited to embark on new, your new journey, but are six figures in debt, like, like that grabbing line that would grab that person. But if someone was 10 years out, that line wouldn't do anything for that other person. So we have to be clear in who we're speaking to and what mm. are their, uh, what we call pain points, fears, challenges, and desires. The other thing on the other side of that is, what are the, what are the desires? What are the wants of this ideal candidate? The desires of a new grad are gonna be different than that of someone 10 years out. Someone mm -hmm. 10 years out, they might be looking for opportunity, right? They might be looking for, um, you know, um, do you feel that you have something more to offer but are not given the opportunity for advancement? That is gonna hit home for someone that's stuck in a, in, a, in a place where they're just a staff clinician. Right. So by getting really clear and doing our homework around who these people are, what kind of pushes their buttons, what are they looking for? You then have the raw material to then create the ad to attract that person, to recruit that person. All of that is phase one. Yeah. Yeah, that's man spot on because you know when it, when you when you think about your ideal clinician who you want or especially for let's say the front desk like uh, you want to figure out what are those traits that you feel like you need as a boss too, right? So like not just as they work with clinicians, but what do you need? Like I was um, reflecting on uh, my partnership clients and I was like, one of the things that I was always looking for was a sense of humor. Like they needed to be able to laugh because I love the laugh. They have to be able to laugh themselves. They'll be able to laugh and they make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like not take themselves so seriously um, as like, Hmm, this would make a good fit for my type of client as well. You know, it's interesting that you talked about uh, the different types of, you know, are they looking for adva advancement? Um, is it training? Would it be time off? Is it salary? What are those things that they want? And, you know, I, I think we all go back to millennials. Now, millennials, there's, they kind of want different things. And one of the practice owners I was working with is we were kind of crafting a job offer and what a contract could look like. We were thinking, well, uh, maybe we should just give them bonuses if they hit certain metrics. And we're like, as business owners, we think, you know, performance-based pay might like be really attractive, right? Because, but again, no one's, the clinicians, the people who are going to work for you probably don't think like you <laughs> in that, right? No. But sometimes, you know, some of the millennials, they just want more flexibility or maybe additional time off. So maybe you have to schedule a job description or one of the things to attract them is uh, maybe you give them a little more flexibility and time off and you just kind of know what those numbers are for your practice. Um, because you, again, somebody 10 years down the road is going to want something that's someone that's straight out of college. Uh, so yeah. that's tricky. Well, you bring yeah. up a good point. 
um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm famous or infamous, whatever you want, for my sayings. Most of it I grabbed from other people. Um, and 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 what? Well, yeah, there's nothing new under the sun, right? That's right. We see things as we are, not as they are. <laughs> In other words, we all see the world through our own lens, and that world that we see is biased. Not good, not bad. It's just biased. Yeah. So yeah. as as business owners, if we are not doing the one thing that we absolutely have to do. We are going to create lots of problems. And the one thing, Ryan Levesque, are you familiar with Ryan Levesque? Yeah, I've heard the name. Yeah. Ryan Levesque created a book. It's the simplest book in the world. It has three letters as a title. It's called Ask. Hmm. Ask. His whole business model is based on the Ask method. What's the Ask method? Ask millennials. Ask your avatar once you're clear on who that is. Do some surveys, reach out to some people. If you have a growing group practice, ask the millennials in there, hey, what's most important to you right now? What attracted mm -hmm. you? The people that spend time doing a little bit of research, you're able to dial in the communication. And here's another little tip. When they use certain words, it's almost like you know, Google, right? When they use certain words to you, Make sure you are repeating those words in your ad and in your language. If they don't say the word time off, if they say the word well, you know, well-being, hey, right. I really want some well-being time, then don't say the word time off or PTO. That's our language. Say the word yeah. well-being. So you can learn a ton by asking people um, the things that you want to know and then utilizing that language in your job offer in your job description in your ad and also in your interview it's amazing how this works i've done some exercise similar to you with some clients and i've done them like real simple i said um just change your first sentence instead of start talking about you first which most of us do right we are a growing uh, blah 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 business we're doing we're looking for helping people that's all about you they don't care mm -hmm. about you, they care about them. So once you start off asking a question that forces them to think, does that question pertain to me? She just changed, this was a practice owner that had a, a few a few uh, clinicians. She changed the one sentence, Brent, one, just the first one. And all of a sudden she got two people within like 48 hours. Because <laughs> yeah. your ad separates from the other people. Mm-hmm. So th those are Marketing. easy to do right this moment tips. Use some of those pain points. Use some of those fears, concerns, and worries, and use them as the first thing in your ad to grab attention. You know, one of my you know favorite favorite mentors, uh, Sam Horn. You familiar with Sam? Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's all about intrigue. Like she like corners the market on intrigue. She's the one that shared with me, you know, goldfish have better attention spans than humans. Um, but she's all about grabbing attention. If you can't grab attention, whatever else you say in your ad, although it may be great, they won't read it. They don't care. Very right. similar. If you don't get them with a good subject line or heading, if you're marketing, the rest of the body of the company doesn't matter. So, that's right. you know, um, we have to grab attention so change that first one and i guarantee you'll grab some more eyeballs 
on that uh, on that ad and that is phase one yeah yeah i'll say one more thing to add on because I mean, we could talk just a whole podcast on recruiting uh well, that's, the right that's number one yeah if they don't come in if they don't send a resume there is no interview and there's certainly no onboarding and training right. so i think recruiting now, I know... is where we make the biggest mistake yeah and it's uh, it it Here's what I find the practice owners that can scale the quickest, typically if they have good marketing are the ones who can hire really great clinicians to kind of fill that need. And the way I I've been thinking about it's like a hub and spoke model type of um, for hiring. So some people have really great connections to the local universities, right? So that's a hub where they have access to a lot of potential hires coming out. But, um, if you don't have that, you have to other think of what are where are other potential hires floating around at that they where are they congregating that you can get in front because a lot of people don't even know you're hiring, like they don't even know they don't even know who you are, so you, you have like you know another hub is like Indeed right so they have eyeballs on potential LinkedIn's like another one, and it's really a numbers game, just like any private practice you know the more clients that you have interested in your services. Uh, the higher percentage of you'll be able to get more clients just because not everyone's going to be a good fit and that type of thing. Same thing as it comes to recruiting. You just need to be able to market that you are hiring and these types of people that you are looking for. And the, and so that that goes from uh, another one would just be other perfect, like your professional network. Like a lot of times the business owners don't develop their own personal network and networking with other professionals uh, because they're so busy doing the thing. But if you're going to be a group practice owner, that is probably one of the key areas of you just professional, like developing your own network, because you just never know where these hires are going to come from. Yeah. Um, just to, just to kind of follow up with what you're saying, you know, uh, marketing is about awareness. That's mm -hmm. what marketing is. Sale is, you know, in this case, the sale is the interview and persuading the person to make a decision. Yes or no. Both decisions are fine with me, but indecision is the worst thing, right? Indecision costs a lot of money. So the idea here is who do they see before they see you? That's kind of my mantra that I share with clients. In other words, who does your avatar see? Who do they hang with? What groups are they with? Where are they hanging out? When you start looking at it from them, you come up with, well, some of them might be at schools. Okay, so do you have a, um, a, a, a way to, to maybe bring them in as, as like some internship or something like that? Or, right. or something? Internship like program. Yep, absolutely. Sure, some kind of internship program. Um, uh, what else? Uh, one, of, one of my clients had a brilliant idea. He said, you know, one of the things these people need is help in how to interview because they've never really interviewed before. So he was offering a like a course or a talk around interviewing. So he came in and he's in Alaska. So he he did like a Zoom to, you know, free thing to all the people. And what do you think happened? A handful of people reached out and said, hey, you know, are you hiring? Because he was the authority. He was the expert yeah. providing value to them. Of course, smart. Oh yeah, it was brilliant. I swiped it. I said, I'm feeling that for my people. So um, it's great when your clients just come up with brilliant ideas and you can say, can I use oh. and share it? Jamie, that's insane though. Like, it's like a no risk. I'm just gonna, hey, and I actually had a really great connection with you. I'm actually hiring. Would you want to consider? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Brilliant. Like it, it's just oh. it's just brilliant. And you know what? What is the school going to say? No, this isn't valuable. Like I'm a business owner. I I interview people all the time. Would it be helpful if I just did a little 30 minute, 45 minute thing for free, my time, my just to help them how to interview so they can land the job of their choice? Sure, yeah. we would love that. Now this person is doing it every year and it opens up other opportunities. Hey, would you talk a little bit more about this thing and this expertise? So, um, yeah, well, think about, I mean, even for like getting that language, right? So like, uh, you're in your Gen X, Gen Zers now or whatever we're at, like you are able to interview and you get to hear their language. Like, how are they describing what they want? What is their right. pain point? So their, their pain, pain point is they don't really know how to interview. What's the school's pain point? The school wants to provide a high level service, but they're not experts and they don't have time to add another course on interviewing. So how about we just get a very reputable person who actually has experience and authority in this area to do it? And a lot of times just business yeah. like that. Oh, it's, yeah. And it's brilliant. I've it's a win because like, it's like, it's like you can then speak into their life and like say, well, this is how a business owner thinks. So when you interview, you should think about these words and how they're thinking, right? I want to get a return on investment for you. Like I'm here to make sure that I provide really great work. Now, it, right. you know what I'm saying? Like well, I, who right, would, you're, who? Right, you're going to love this one. Okay. So, so he, he's, he's been a client of mine for a few years. So he's, he's built, he's built and grown a really great business. And what he's teaching them is he's teaching them the places that you should work for and should, um, that will be a great, a great um, opportunity for you. So he's, he's saying for the, for the people that are, do, do not have values, that don't have a system, that can't recite what their story is or what their vision is, you should be asking these questions. And if they can't do it, they're lazy. They're not putting the time and effort into clearly um understanding their you know what people want to know so he's able to position the interview to make it easier for them to call out the opportunities that probably won't be good fits because it won't be a shared value so think about that brilliance and of course that makes it even more enticing at so and so place we of course look for people who have shared values look for people that have certain criteria and interests like who wouldn't want to work for that kind of place so you're mm -hmm. educating them also on the landscape between the good places and perhaps the not so good yeah yeah i thought that was brilliant um yeah. some, uh, some other ideas to get your word out um every association typically has a list of active members mm -hmm. it's cheap you can literally buy the list. I, I did this back in the day. I bought the list. It was like 60 bucks. And I sent basically my my job my job post in a letter, in a nice letter. And I sent it out to, you know, several hundred people at a time. I got tons of responses. And nowadays you can put a QR code on there and they could just go right to, you know, an application or maybe some more information. You can do it to mm -hmm. set up a... Uh, 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 you know, initial interview call or, or just an initial call. Like you can literally automate that whole process by purchasing a list for almost nothing. And guess what? Nobody gets mail anymore. You'll have a better open rate 
than any other type of email or LinkedIn or anything by sending them a letter. And it's going to cost you, yeah, maybe, you know, 75 cents or something, but it's a lot cheaper than the five, six, seven grand that, uh, right. you know, some agencies are charging. Okay. I, I'm going to make a decision. We're going to only talk about recruiting because I have more ideas here. So I want to share this because this could go on for, let, this could be a massively. Let's, let's do it. Okay. So, um, so I was at an agency retreat about a year ago and, um, this one guy, uh, this now when I say it's agency, this is not practice. This was like a tech guy, this entre serial entrepreneur, you know, goes after everything that shines hilarious. Well, anyways, he put a thing out on LinkedIn, uh, for whatever the position was, was like a sales position or something. And he got 300 applicants like in one weekend. So he's like, I don't have time for this. So what he did is he sent an email to everyone who applied and he says, I want you to create a three minute loom video, a video. And I want you to answer these questions in just a few seconds. And I was, my wife was with me at this retreat. She's like, I'm going to totally do that. So now on the website, if you go to our website and you're going to apply it, get, we have instructions, please create a four minute video answering these eight questions. Now, <laughs> a couple things you want to make sure they actually stay within the four minutes, right? So can they follow directions? Can they do it in the amount of time? And you will not believe what kind of videos she gets. One, one person started off like, you know what, you know, you can tell they're a little nervous, but if you're going to be meeting, if, if you're prime, okay. If you're going to hire somebody who's going to be essentially the main person who interacts with your brand, your practice, right? you want to make sure they're good with people, right? So some people are like, like flat affect, nothing, right? But they're applying. Um, the other one was like, you know what? I'm going to start off with a joke. And she tells like this really, this joke that wasn't funny, <laughs> but you see so much with people. So it's screening those, it's filtering those people out, but it's interesting because you can ask questions that would normally not be like a great, like a maybe appropriate interview question. You know what I mean? But they can respond to that in the video. So I, I don't know. I forget, I forget what question that was. Anyway, but you can't say like, you know, do you have mental health issues, <laughs> right? You can't ask that in the interview, but you can ask with that one. Yeah, I know. I know. But you can kind of ask some questions you'll, like kind of circling way, you'll, around. You'll, you'll know the answer to that one in the four minute video. That's right. For sure. Yeah. So um, um, I, that's I, another way that we've kind of, it's not just recruiting, but it's kind of start well, the, the filtering. Recruiting mm -hmm. is one thing. So the second component is qualifying. That's the yeah. second phase. So qualifying can be an interview. That's how most of us do it. Mm -hmm. But there could be a lot of qualifiers. Qualifier mm -hmm. in your case, like I know people that like in the job ad, I would say at the end, very simply, please send your resume and cover letter to this email. Do you know how many people don't send a cover letter? That means this person cannot follow that direction. And of course, nowadays, you can type into chat AI, hey, uh, can you create a cover? I mean, come on. So you are choosing not to do that detail. And you're going to be running this position that's detailed oriented. Mm -hmm. so the self-selection mm -hmm. process, your qualification. Yeah. To your point, I love this. So we did this with some clients a while ago. Some still do it. And it wasn't answering the questions. I love what you're saying. I'm going to steal that too. But it was more like, I want you to do a one minute video 
saying something interesting about yourself or an experience. In other words, I want to know more about you. And I left it mm -hmm. purposely, you know, just open-ended. Yeah. Self-select. Guess, guess what you're doing? You are doing the 80% that you cannot get in, in writing. You're seeing all of the nonverbal behavior. You're mm -hmm. seeing everything. And of mm -hmm. course, you're seeing, are you following directions? Or are they talking for five minutes and not saying anything? Or or are they are they dressed up a little bit? Or are they in a tie-dye shirt? Show me who you are. Look, if it's not the right fit, it might be, you're a great person. I don't think you're the right fit for this position. But you know what? Would you be interested in this position? Or mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. you're just like, I don't think we have a job for you, but I want to do something with you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's going to be so much more memorable and so much more fun in doing it. And yes, you're going to be very clear on the people that, yeah, you're always nervous and stuff, but you're going to be clear on if they're not forward facing or if they don't have, um, are you familiar with Colby, the Colby test? I, I've heard of it. I've never Kathy done Colby. it, but yeah. So Kathy Colby uh, talks about, it's not personalities. It's, uh, she refers it as, how you naturally approach problems or approach things, conation, conation or something. Basically, it's the idea that there's uh, fact finders and you can imagine what a fact finder is like re like a high fact finder is like your researcher, right? Um, I'm, a, I'm a kind of a mid to low fact finder. I could be higher, but my natural thing is I'm not going to really read directions. I'm not going to ask anybody for directions. But then one of them is a quick start. A quick start is someone that's quick on their feet. Well, guess what? I want to be surrounded by quick starts, you know, especially front desk or, you know, marketing mm -hmm. person. Yeah. Someone that's quick, someone that can roll with it. You and I, I know you're a quick start just by having, having this conversation. So unless they're like a researcher that is trying to find cure for cancer, you probably want a high fact finder person. But there's a lot of positions you want someone that can roll with things. Mm -hmm. And when you have an owner, and chances are the owner might be a little higher, what she says is you can't be too far away or there will be conflict. There'll be lots of potential issues. So when you're hiring someone, if they're a direct report to you, if they're a two quick start and you're an eight, they will frustrate the living daylights out of you. And I did this. I realized I was having so much problems with my people, but I really liked them. But there was just certain things. It's because they wouldn't move. They mm. wouldn't get going. I, I would have to explain something for hours and write the whole thing up and make it this like, you know, left brain. Like I'm like, oh, my. But then I'd be around someone similar to me. We'd have 10 minute conversations. That person's off and running. And I realized is I have to make sure I'm matching the person that I can best work with. So you go to, if you go to ColbyIndex.com, yeah. I, I don't know how much it is. I think it's 40 something bucks. I mean, I don't, I don't get anything from it, but it's just something that I think it's important to add some other qualifications in there. I mean, I know some people do IQ tests. I think an EQ test would be very good to do. Uh, you can do, um, I use Travis Bradbury's book, uh, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. They have a quiz in there. I'll tell you, EQ, the ability to recognize and understand your emotions and other people's and how to connect with people, 
that's more important than any skill in what somebody knows. Again, if they're in that connecting with other other people yeah. and stuff. So having those qualifiers, like you said, I think are huge. Oh, man. Okay. We're going to have to cut it off because we'll just keep going. <laughs> I mean, we were going to talk about the whole process, but I wanted I so I think we talked about, you know, we talked about recruiting and we talked a little bit about qualifying too. Uh, we talked about how, you know, it's about marketing. You got to know your avatar. You know, who do you want to, who do you want on your team? What fits with you as a business owner? Uh, we talked about some cool ninja recruiting tactics, like offering free uh, interviewing uh, coaching. Yeah, that man. That that was worth the price of this admission today. Um, let's see what else. Uh, having things on your website that might actually qualify them a little bit too. So once they get to your website, but the, the more important thing is the language that you're using. Do you have the right language to reach the people that you want to hire? And some of that's going to be generational. So understanding who those, what do they want? What are their desires? And a lot of times you can, you can it's okay to actually create packages that are, um, unique to some of those individuals, right? Like if personal time, you would you call wellness? You should be having more than one job ad. Mm. One job ad shouldn't be speaking to everyone. Separate the job ads. You'll speak more directly to people. You should have at least two or three running at the same time, assuming you're open to multiple different types of people. Right. So you might think about the local university is going to be different than maybe the newsletter of the association, because those people on the association will probably maybe be a little bit more seasoned, not right out of graduate school or something like that. So that's a really good point. Um, you know, where can people find more about you, Jamie, and your cool ideas and one-liners? Yeah, I mean, you can hook up me uh, on LinkedIn, at Jamie Schreier. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, you know, if, if you're really, I mean, the next step, I mean, this is where I kind of focus on practice owners is to really understand a little bit more about what's really going on in your practice, where your challenges are. I have a quiz called the practice owners quiz. It takes just a few minutes to do, but I asked very poignant questions around the different aspects of a business or seven different aspects of business from marketing to financials to operations, et cetera. Nice. So if you, if you go, I'm sure you'll have the link, but if you go to the, uh, the practice owners quiz and you take it, I then provide some resources to help you with some of those challenges that you're finding. So it's really helpful. People find it very valuable. It's really simple. It's free. Um, and uh, other than that, yeah, you can always, Reach out to me if you're looking for something a little bit more in, in terms of uh, coaching and growth and, and really starting to, to build something special. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So please check out the links. Those will be in the show notes. Uh, real quick, is it the practicefreedomu.com? Yeah, website is practicefreedomu, the letter u.com. So you can find uh, lots of stuff there. I have lots of resources and all that kind of stuff. So great. Well, well, well thank you. Um, all right. So just a reminder to the listeners that the content on the Brand Your Practice website, podcast, and other media reflects my own opinions and should not be taken as legal advice, financial advice, or investment advice. We didn't talk about stocks and anything like that today, though. So please seek out the guidance of a professionally trained and licensed individuals before making any decisions. Some links in the descriptions may be affiliate links. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you found the conversation useful, subscribe to the podcast and please join me again for the next time for the Brand Your Practice podcast.